Good morning. Thanks for joining me on this not Monday. I'm always I've always got a nickname for every day except for Monday. But uh, actually, silly me, it's not just not Monday. It's Matt Kittle Day. He's back and he's better than before. Matt Kittle, how are you? <laughs> Well, I guess a little bit better than before. Right. That's, that's, you know, that's all we can hope at our age. We were just sharing our various maladies off air. And then, you know, I kind of realized it's kind of like, well, and I've got this hangnail and uh, my big toe aches when I, when I uh, run. And, you know, anyway, it's, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll somehow get through life, won't we, Matt? Like I said, when that check engine light comes on, you know, that's <laughs> just the way, the way life is. Oh, gosh, yeah. Sometimes that check engine light never goes off, and that's when we got to be concerned, right? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, that's, you know, and when it, when it comes on, you get it fixed. But, uh, you know, depending on the the model and make of the vehicle and depending on how old it is, um. Oh, that check engine light will be back on again. Yeah, you can always count on it. That's for sure. Well, yeah. hey, speaking of always count on it, I guess the uh, the wonderful world of politics never ends as long as you know. As I guess I don't know. Since the beginning of time, we could probably trace it back. But uh, we'll just focus on 2024 and the latest. I guess with regard to the presidential election. I mean, obviously, polls have told Democrats, uh-oh, we better act on the border. And so mm-hmm. they've come up with a... And, and, and frankly, it's I don't even know if I'd call it a half-hearted attempt to uh, uh, to address the crisis at our border because I, I really believe that they knew all along that Republicans wouldn't go for this. And so now they'll be able to blame Republicans when the bill doesn't get passed. The bill shouldn't be passed. <clears throat> it's horrible. It's, I would say it's a joke, but it's not funny because, um, you know, every day Americans' lives are literally at risk for multifaceted reasons. Flood of fentanyl, uh, deadly, dangerous people coming in, uh, national security risks abound. This is a horrible bill. And, um, you know, you could blame Joe Biden and, um, and, and Chuck U. Schumer, but uh, <laughs> really the, the people to blame in the U.S. Senate are the usual suspects on the right, Mitch McConnell, and in this case, uh, Lankford, who was the stooge who was to put it together. This is a very bad bill. Ultimately, it does exactly what Biden wants. Nothing. It, uh, <laughs> what, what, that, that is absolutely right on the border, but it does something. Oh, yeah. It delivers $60 billion to Ukraine. That's really what he wants. And, he, and they've made no effort to really do anything about securing the border to get that money. Uh, the people who support this bill left and right as border security ought to be ashamed of themselves. 
Well, yes, precisely uh, those uh, like Langford and, uh, well, I don't know, McConnell. Uh, I just, there's really no excuse for him. But he it appears that he's thrown Langford under the bus now. And, I mean, that's the latest headline is that uh, now he's, yeah. he used to be for the bill that he's now against. Yeah, exactly, because he's taking a lot of heat for it, and, and rightly so. I mean, the, it may pass in the Senate. But it's it's going nowhere in the House, and it and it shouldn't. And uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate. There are things that are that are definitely needed. First and foremost, uh, it's time to close. I, I say porous border, but porous is too generous a term for what uh, this administration, Alejandro Mayorkas, the soon to be impeached. Um, Secretary of Homeland Security and his commander-in-chief, Joe Biden, what they have done to this border is just, uh, it's, it's a crime. Well, and I guess what we have to be prepared for, I mean, we truly, I, I hope that Republicans are prepared for the onslaught of criticism. Well, I mean, you know, like, it's like business as usual, but that they will take now from Democrats, from the media, that, oh, Republicans don't want to secure the border. You know that that, I mean, I've already seen that on social media, that there are those that are criticizing Republicans who are have absolutely no intent on supporting this. I mean, it, it, it's really, you know, I, I don't think boondoggle begins to describe it. But, you know, as I talked with Congressman Tom Tiffany right before the eight o'clock hour, and I, you know, and I've asked this question a number of times, why do we have to, why do we have to include funding for foreign aid funding to, uh, to protect the borders of other countries, but yet we can't just have a clean bill that is, that only uh, addresses our border security here in the United States? Because the Democrats are disingenuous. I mean, and, and I, I mean that. That's a charitable word. I mean that in every sense. Why on earth do you have to compromise on the idea of border security? And that's what Democrats and the left are doing. And that's the, the narrative is, hey, we're giving you border security. And this bill does not do that once again. We're giving you border security. Now, you give us what we want, and what we want is A, B, and C. Um, you, don't, you don't compromise on border security. You, that's the first job of the federal government to protect the homeland. You give border security. You don't give border security. You make the border secure, whatever that takes. And this is the problem with Republicans is they fail to, to communicate what I just communicated to you. Hey, goofballs, you don't do this. You take out the rest of the stuff. We secure the homeland first. We'll deal with Ukraine. We'll deal with Israel on its own. There's some, um, uh, uh, arguably some, some things that, are, that merit funding uh, for international uh, national security. But we have to deal with this separately at home, and we have to deal with this logically. And to allow 
the, the current state of affairs to go on, and that's what this bill does, is not border security. And nobody should, no American should have to beg to have their homeland secured. Gosh, mic drop. Uh, you know, I, what, what troubles me is that we have the tools right now to secure the border without a bloated billion, multi-billion dollar bill. I mean, we, we yes. could, uh, the, the president of the United States, don't want to include his name in this, he could, he could uh, close down the border right now. And this idea, this absurd idea that it's only after 5,000 encounters a day. Well, you know, why 5,000? Is it kind of like uh, the social distancing, six feet? I mean, is, is, is that sort of the arbitrary number that, oh, I guess uh, only if you encounter, only if 5,000 people attempt to cross the border today, uh, not 4,999, but 5,000. Yeah, well, <laughs> obviously we know the, the numbers are way too much. And um, no, you, you raise a, a very good point. The Dementarian could um, undo all of the executive orders he signed to make this border crisis what it is. He could take those first steps. He could, by executive order, do a lot of things to secure the border. He does not have the power of the purse, but he has the ability to shift funds around that exist right now. He could do that. He refuses to do that because it is not in the Democratic Party interest. That's what this is all about at the end of the day. It's about politics. I mean, when you say how do you be about politics? The vast majority of Americans hate these policies, right? I mean, take a look at the latest NBC poll about where Biden stands, how low his numbers are in general, but particularly when it comes to the border. And you have to ask yourself, why, why are they doing this? Why would they do this if they didn't see some sort of long-term goal in it? And they see some sort of long-term goal in it. It's almost and that long-term a... goal, of course, is ultimately about politics and the next generation of voter. Well, and it's almost as if it seems as if there might be an election coming up, and that's perhaps why they're 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 going through the motions of this border security bill, which isn't has absolutely nothing to do with border security. If I'm not mistaken, isn't more money allocated to Ukraine in this border bill than to securing our border here in the United States? You are correct, and that should be the first telling point about how serious the Democrats are in securing our border. They would much prefer to secure someone else's border. You can argue for or against, you know, the, the policies, the foreign policies in Europe's current conflict, all of those sorts of arguments. But uh, none of it matters while you're being invaded. <laughs> you can't, you can't, uh, it, it, let's just say it's very difficult to fund 
somebody else's border while your own border is being invaded. That should be the constant message. And you know who's sending that constant message? The only one really doing it right, uh, and it's a truthful message, is the guy that um, Joe Biden and his administration working overtime to imprison Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. So... Speaking of Donald Trump, great segue. Uh, I mean, obviously, this helps him. This helps his campaign. I mean, he's up in all the polls. And again, this is another reason why Democrats are responding to the call to secure the border is that they're looking at presidential polling numbers, which shouldn't be the motivation to keep Americans secure, right? I mean, that's sort of a no-brainer, but I was, I I don't know if I want to say surprised, maybe not surprised, but I did see a headline where uh, Nikki Haley is criticizing Republicans, calling them irresponsible for not, uh, not supporting this so-called border bill. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> the, the, the pet of the establishment, um, you know, this is who did, I think it was Jerry Bott from, I, I got to give credit where credit is due, from WISN in Milwaukee, who described uh, Nikki Haley <laughs> as, I'll, I'll change this just a little bit because uh, I think it, it's uh, it's good. It fits, and I I, I will um, not offend everybody. Um, he, he described Nikki Haley as Dick Cheney in in pumps. <laughs> That's a really. I, I just don't even want to picture that. That's just something I, I just don't want. I, I, I don't want to see. I, I told you that it would, might ruin your breakfast. But, <laughs> Our apologies. I mean, that's what we have. We have the old neocon guard, you know, that, you know, really caused so many problems um, for the for this country uh, over the years with with their policies and principles. And and I'm I'm sure obviously she has supporters as she continues her quixotic quest for the White House. Uh, which is only going to end in, in failure. There is some speculation, you know, that, that she continues to, to run, not because she's going to secure the Republican nomination, clearly, based on where things stand in the polling, but that because, you know, she's the never-Trump movement, the uh, no-labels movement is going to recruit her for uh, you know, some sort of independent run, ultimately. Uh, I just I saw something about her labels today. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if, if that's the case, she does so, and she continues to, to do these sorts of things um, at her own political peril with the, the Republican Party. Nikki Haley hasn't quite realized that the Republican Party has, has moved on from 2005. And uh, it is 20 years later, and much has changed. I don't know if you saw this, but over the weekend, Matt, but I mean, I just was just, I don't know, I'm, I'm not ever shocked anymore, but I, it was, I was struck by the calculation to have her uh, 
on Saturday Night Live and the skit that she participated in at oh, the beginning yeah. of the show. And I thought to myself, does she not realize that she's being manipulated, that she's being used? I mean, as if uh, the the cast and and really the audience of Saturday Night Live, as if any of those people are would ever consider voting for any Republican, even Nikki Haley. I think that's the delusion that we're we're dealing with here. It's kind of like uh, the Republicans who believe the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel will cut them a break will somehow be nice to them. <laughs> it's, it's just not in the cards. Um, and until you realize that you have really nothing to win by cooperating with the people who loathe Right. Um, then you, you know, you uh, you're going to make the same kind of mistakes. Well, and and note that they didn't have Joe Biden uh, as the, I don't know if they call call that person the host, but they didn't have Joe. They didn't invite Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live. They had Nikki Haley on. I mean, I, I, maybe as Joe Biden's proxy. I don't know. It's just it's really peculiar to me that that she would agree to it and that she actually i don't know would would factor that this is this is not about uh boosting the candidacy of Nikki Haley as much as it is about trying to take a shot at former president Trump well that's, i mean that's what the campaign is trying to do clearly Nikki Haley has tried to position herself as um you know, the younger choice. And early on in the campaign, remember, I, I covered her campaign along with all of the other uh, pretenders who moved through Iowa over the last year. And, you know, that originally her her campaign was really about, hey, I, I, I can be Donald Trump, you know, but the younger version and the the version without as much baggage, you know, that was Vivek Ramaswamy kind of uh, held that lane too, you know, with uh, Trump 2.0 and, and those sorts of things. But Nikki Haley talked a lot about that. And so she's trying to appeal to uh, certainly to different voters, independents um, and younger voters. But like you said, um, People who are the, the 14 people who are watching SNL these days are not going to vote for a Republican, certainly. And uh, they don't see that much difference between Nikki Haley and Donald Trump when it comes to, you know, politics in America. Wow, 14 people. I thought that there were fewer than that. So that's uh, really um, good news for the Saturday Night Live producers they got a big nielsen bump um uh, two or three folks oh <laughs> all right <laughs> well matt kittle i'm so glad that you're back in the saddle so to speak and uh thank you again for joining me as always and we'll uh look forward to some new 2024 i don't know if you're gonna co-brand or not if you're gonna actually put uh make Matt Kittle great again? Is that part of the branding of your new swag? It doesn't really have the same kind of feel like, uh, you know, MAGA. You can't, uh, it, it's, 
the, the, too many too many consonants in there, I guess. Yeah, true enough. Well, we'll come up with something for sure. The, b- between the two of us, yes. Well, well, I know, I know, we've got the we've got the best and brightest on this project. Indeed, <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> hey, have a great rest of your day. I appreciate you joining me as always. Take you care. Too. God bless. God bless you too. Going to the eight thirty news, followed by your calls on the other side seven one five eight four five twenty one fifty five on the Mega Ellison Show on WSAU. <laughs>